All right, welcome back to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. It's I Love Basketball. I'm Sabrina, once again, joined by Christian Rivas. Christian, what's up? Um, a lot. A lot is up right now. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a fantasy basketball draft. And of course, mm-hmm. uh, as we are recording, the Galaxy and uh, Los Angeles FC are playing. So um, there's a lot going on, but I am, I'm going to try to keep it together. And if I scream at any point of this podcast... Uh, it's because I took DeAndre Ayton, which I did right before we started recording. I panicked and I didn't make my pick on time. Uh, and the Yahoo Fantasy Basketball picked DeAndre Ayton, who, for those that haven't heard, is going to be suspended for 25 games for violating the drug, uh, the <laughs> NBA's anti-drug policy. Uh, so very cool. I'm sure, he'll be a yeah. great pickup. Uh, I also have DeAndre Ayton on my <laughs> fantasy basketball team. This is the first year I've done fantasy basketball, and I must say we're off to a roaring start. <laughs> That's so funny. So thanks for nothing, DeAndre. Uh, God, such like a tease, too, because he was excellent last night against Sacramento. Right, yeah. I mean, I do not miss Luke Walton, I'll tell you oh, that. Oh, that... That was a disaster. That is, I, that is the only... Somebody asked me um, if I thought Sacramento was going to make the playoffs, and I was like, yes. Unless Luke Walton learned nothing from L.A. And he clearly didn't because Marvin Bagley and Darren Fox, like, didn't play at all in the fourth quarter, which is. Oh, no, no. They were playing in garbage time, like super garbage time when they were down 20 points. That's when Bagley hurt his hand. And now homeboy's out four to six weeks. I think Fox banged knees with somebody, too, during that stretch. Fox also on my fantasy team. So, you know, a lot of Luke Walton distaste presently yeah but never change Luke or change immediately those are your two options one less team to worry about in the Western (laughs) Conference playoff picture I don't that eighth seed I is gonna entice me all season I don't know who is going to make it I thought the Pelicans were in the mix and they very well might still be uh but but it's harder without right I don't know when he's gonna be back I honestly don't expect him back until the new year and if they're out of agree. if they're out of playoff contention, I don't even think he plays again this season. I mean, I was thinking like, remember how Ben Simmons had that rookie of the year bonus in his shoe contract, right. so they just kept him out. I'm assuming Zion has a a substantial rookie of the year mm. bonus from Jordan Brand. So the longer that persists, something to consider. That is fair. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I was talking about this with my brother earlier. Like, uh, we were you know watching that Bucks Rockets game, and the Rockets blew it in the second half. It's like, yeah, you know, never never too early to start rooting against Western <laughs> Conference opponents. I feel you on that. I mean, I was thinking about the last time we made the playoffs. Like, it came down to the last day of the season, right. right, in 2013. I remember rooting against, like, Utah and Houston and all the way, like, starting at the end of February, <laughs> like, during that season. It was, it was a trek. I do not want to have to do that again. I'm hoping that's not the case with this particular Laker team. If it is, but yeah, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this season if it is genuinely. Recent, recent events have uh, given a little cause for concern. Yeah. <laughs> a little cause for concern. Just a little bit. So I think that's a nice way of transitioning to our big news of the day, which is uh, Rajan Rondo's back. <laughs> he's Yeah, soon. And when he is back, he's not going to be coaching from the sidelines. Like, And I'm so, I'm so stupid. For and uh, naive would probably be a better word, but I think stupid is the one I'll go with because I talked all in the preseason about how Rondo's not going to get playing time because all of the intangibles coaches like about him don't matter on a veteran team. They mean so much more 
on a, a young team where he can be a coach on the floor, uh, call out defenses, you know, all that great stuff everybody talked about, helping young guys watch film. Uh, I was wrong. He's Frank Vogel said, like, enthusiastically that Rajon Rondo will probably play 25 or 30 minutes this season. Uh, and then there was the comments at practice on Thursday that he's going to start a few games. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. We've got the tweet from Dave McDenman that says, Lakers always plan for him to start a number of, right? Anyone's, anyone's guess what a number of games means, right? Uh, McDenman said it might be as few as 10 games, though. There'll still be plenty of time with LeBron as the primary ball handler, just not him as the exclusive starting point guard. So what this means, I think there was another number that was like 25 to 30 games Rondo starting, right? Yeah, well, the 25, 25 to 30 minutes is how much uh, oh, 25 Frank, 30 minutes, Frank I'm sorry, Vogel yeah. envisions him playing, which is 25 to 30 <laughs> minutes too many. Which, okay, let's take a step back here. Yeah, I, let's, let's. I don't dislike Rajon Rondo as much as everybody else does. I thought Tuesday's game against the Clippers – the Lakers clearly needed a second ball handler. And Quinn Cook wasn't getting it done because he couldn't make a mm-hmm. simple entry like entry pass. Oh, my God. Entry passes. Yeah. My Lord. Neither could Troy Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's not a point guard, right. let's be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, Alex Caruso is just sitting on the bench begging for playing time. I understand he didn't have the best preseason. But, yeah. like, defensively, he's probably – the next best option outside of Avery Bradley uh, and probably a better option than Avery Bradley, if we're being honest. Um, mm-hmm. And I understand part of Alex Russo's struggles in the preseason was the fact that he's not the guy you want running your offense. But for a time, in a few possessions where LeBron James isn't going to be the primary ball handler and you want to push LeBron James off, off the ball, Alex Russo is absolutely that. Like, play him. Um, so I get it. I get the need for a secondary ball handler. Rajon Rondo, if nothing else, is that. But 25 to 30 minutes is a lot. And starting him like over Avery Bradley on any night, Vogel said something about um, matchups dicta- dictating a starting lineup. What matchup do you have <laughs> where Rajon Rondo is your best option at point guard? And, uh, I mean, those are the tip of the iceberg of thoughts I have on the subject. All right, so I think uh, a good place to start there is, yes, the Lakers missed Rajon Rondo against the Clippers. I can only take so many times of watching Quinn Cook get full court pressed and not knowing what to do, or Contavious Caldwell-Pope trying to inbound the ball and not being able to find any open players, or, like you said, those entry passes. My <laughs> God, those are some bad entry passes. Right. Like, you know, just, just a little fake, then you go you know, bounce, or, you know, you fake down and then throw. It was... The people that I were watching with could not believe how <laughs> fundamentally lacking the Lakers' other ball handlers right. were. And like, I know Troy Daniels said at media day that he was trying to play a little bit more of the one because he thought that would get him onto the court. Mm. True. That is what's going to get you onto the court. Not there yet. Yeah, definitely not. And <laughs> Accurate assessment of the situation does not have the skill to fulfill that role or guard ones because yeah I, I never want to see Troy Daniels guard Lou Williams never <laughs> ever 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 in Troy, in Troy Daniels defense so I mean who can guard Lou Williams I, I mean Alex
Alex Russo did a fine job on Lou Williams <laughs> the last time these two teams yeah. played in April. Well, I, I, it was just so disheartening seeing every shot. It seemed like every shot that he put up went in. And I felt yeah. I like Clippers fans probably felt the same way about Danny Green that he had that yeah. he had that heat check that I just could not believe went in. Oh, at the end of the second right. quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I I couldn't believe that. Danny Green was incredible. Um but yeah. So yeah. Clearly there is utility for a player with Rajon Rondo's skill set at certain points in the game. Right. 25 to 30 minutes nope. doesn't seem like the right number, Mm-mm. right? Like, we've discussed how Rondo makes a lot of sense when you've got Anthony Davis and not LeBron on the floor Correct. because somebody has to be able to help Davis initiate the offense. Uh-huh. That's not what he's best at. We're good with that. There is not going to be 25 to 30 minutes when LeBron is off the court. Right. Something has gone very wrong <laughs> if LeBron is off the court for 25 to 30 minutes. Now, when Frank Vogel says, depending on the matchup, I might see a reason to start Rondo, maybe he means LeBron's schedule rest days. Mm. I don't know if that's what he means. I hope that's what he means. I hope that's what yeah. he means because when LeBron is resting, absolutely we can start Rajon Ronto. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because somebody's got to dribble the ball. Yeah. And that I think that's the thing. And I talked to Jacob about this on yesterday's pod a bit. Um, the thing that worries me about the Lakers is that they kind of showed that they're exactly who everybody thought they'd be, um, mm-hmm. particularly when it comes to their backup three uh, position. Like, Mm-hmm. Just thinking about nights where LeBron rests and that situation at the three stresses me out because Kyle Kuzma still isn't back. Don't know when he's going to be back. My guess would be next Tuesday, but that is uninformed speculation. Don't know mm-hmm. when he'll be back. Um, on nights where LeBron's resting, that's probably who you're starting at the three, uh, if not Danny Green, who I thought did as good of a job as anyone uh, mm-hmm. on Kawhi Leonard on Tuesday. So. That that when you look at the Lakers and Clippers, uh, and we're going to talk about that until they play another game. But um, <laughs> when you look at the Lakers and Clippers, it, the Clippers are just so deep. Maurice Harkless was fantastic for them. He was so good. yeah, just like oh my gosh. I know people were so mad um, when Woj tweeted out that like Kawhi Leonard may potentially want to play with a guy with playoff experience like Mo Harkless, <laughs> but it's like. After that game, you can't even take that yeah. away from Woj. So that the Clippers are so deep, and that team is going to add Paul George at some point in the mm-hmm. season, and that's incredible to me. Yeah, and they're deep in exactly the ways that the Lakers are not, Absolutely. right? Like just that that you mentioned that Paul George hasn't played Rodney McGruder, another wing who you can throw out there for a little perimeter defense. I don't think he's quite big enough to guard like the players of Kawhi size, but most players in the league are not Kawhi size. Right. You know, like <laughs> he's a good enough guy to throw out at like the Mike Conleys and Donovan Mitchells of the world. Yeah, right. Like, which the Lakers, I mean, they don't even really have enough of those. Like, when it was just Kawhi and Lou Williams, that was too many offensive threats for the Lakers to handle. And I don't see how that problem gets resolved by introducing Rajon Rondo into the mix. Yeah, or or Kyle Kuzma, for that matter. People were saying... Kuzma, I'm giving a little more leeway to, just because he's bigger, at least. Yeah, and I I think it's fair to say that, um, but my... (sighs) The thing that I've been harping on since Tuesday is, uh, <laughs> okay, well, that's good. Um, yeah, the, the galaxy, galaxy just scored. Tied it up 2-2. Um, let's hope they score one more while we're recording this podcast. I have my, my screen propped up against my, my galaxy mascot. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. It's good juju. Good. Yeah, good juju for the pod. I am pumped now to talk about why I think... Um, <laughs> 
having Rajan Rondo back and Kyle Kuzma, which is which is my original point, um, mm-hmm. is I don't think having Rondo and Kuzma back closes the gap that adding Paul George to the Clippers does. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is not a question of like, can the Lakers get on the Clippers level? No, not in the immediate future. Yeah. Not without some personnel changes. I don't think. And that's the or... that's the bad part, Sabrina, <laughs> is how who is who is coming through. So that's actually a good segue into another thing we should probably talk about um, mm-hmm. is Jackie McMullen, the legendary Jackie McMullen at ESPN, uh, said that in a on the Hoop, Collect, Hoop Collective with Brian Windhorst, uh, said, quote, he's going to the Lakers. I've had four different players tell me that. Every player I talk to <laughs> tells me that. Shout out to Lakers Outsiders for finding that quote. Um, I don't think so. I think it's far more likely he ends up on the Denver Nuggets or another team that trades for him. Um, I I just don't see it. I don't see Memphis holding out Andre Iguodala this long unless they were confident that they could get at least a second-round pick for him. So do you think a second-round pick would be enough to, like... So presumably Andre Iguodala and his agent are asking out. Right. Right? Yeah. So... It's one of those things where, like, you do the veteran a favor, right, uh-huh. by giving them the buyout. Like, that's why you give the buyout is to engender some goodwill, yeah. right? Do you think a second-round pick is enough to sacrifice that goodwill? I just, like, it's got to yeah. be a first, the way I think of it. And I, It's got to be a first-rounder. I don't – yeah. I mean, I mean a, a first-rounder or a young prospect, which, again, I, I think – Right, like, the, the Clippers package that comes up a lot is, like, Harkless and Jerome Robinson. But Harkless looked great. Like, yeah, and I don't think you'd want to give up Harkless, absolutely. right? Because during the regular season, that's absolutely a more valuable piece than Iguodala. And he's younger, so that's like a potential future piece to keep around. Right. And I, I think the only thing that gives me pause with, with that logic, and I think it's fine logic, uh, is the fact that the Grizzlies just ate Miles Plumlee's $12.5 million contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eating Iggy's contract would, I mean... Millionaires are millionaires, don't get me wrong, but millionaires don't like spending money on players that aren't on their roster. Like, I understand mm-hmm. they're not playing for anything, but, I mean, even if they stretch him, um, if they use a stretch provision on him, I, I don't know the math off the top of my head, but I'd imagine it's something like $4 million over the next four years. Yeah, I don't I don't think they'd stretch him. I think if they bought him out, they would expect Andre to give some money back. Yeah. Um. So I, he's he's making, what, like $17 million this year? Right. Um, so it'd probably have to come down to like a, like a 14 million figure for them to consider buying him out. And that would be great. Cause God, you look at the roster and the first thing that comes to mind, or at least the first thing that should come to mind is my God, Andre Iguodala is the missing piece <laughs> to this roster. Um, at, at least that's what I took away from the first game is the Lakers need a big wing that can be and a secondary playmaker. Correct. He would be perfect. I just don't know if if he'll sneak away from Memphis, um, which I think every podcast I've been on, whether my own or yours, I have mentioned mm-hmm. the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> and I will every time, yeah, until he's bought out. I do think it is, like, it's it's a little heartening at least to know that all the players seem to think he's going to the Lakers because among, like, the reporters and stuff, like, Zach Lowe thinks he's going to end up on the Clippers. Right. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of mixed Lakers Clippers like uh, who is it that said if he gets bought out, it'll be Lakers or Clippers. I think that was Woj during his special yeah. last week. 
So the the Clippers really worry me because <laughs> that's a ready-made contender right there. And like clearly a very attractive situation to join. You know, not a lot of internal drama to worry about. Uh, I can see why that would be more desirable potentially than joining the Lakers. But the fact that all the players seem to think he's joining the Lakers is it's it's a good like you know miniature win. Yeah, <laughs> right? and as, just a little <laughs> as much as much crap as uh, Lakers fans give Rob Palenka, that mm-hmm. could he could end up coming clutch in the end. Uh, no pun intended with clutch. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I think that relationship, as heavily reported as it's been, is real, um, mm-hmm. and I think that might give them the edge over uh, Houston and Denver who, if I'm remembering correctly, still have their full med-level exception. When it comes to roster spots, I don't know. Um, Houston is not spending its full med-level exception because I would put them in the tax. Right. I mean, that's... Tillman does not pay the tax. <laughs> that's a that's a fair <laughs> argument. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, that, But that's outside of the buyout market. How, how do the Lakers improve the roster? Because I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the, the way I see it is like... Uh, um, the Knicks might waive some veterans at the deadline. Right. Oh, again, this is all buyout market. This is not not trade deadline. So yeah, because we don't we don't have any assets here, right? Like they're not trading Kyle Kuzma. He's too important. And the only salary matching is Danny Green. So that's not going to happen. Mm. Uh, I mean, like, what does Kentavious Caldwell Pope and Demarcus Cousins contract get you? Like nobody wants those things. Correct. So, like, are the Lakers just going to throw more seconds? I don't I don't even know what our stash of second round picks looks like. It would, you know? Yeah, it would it would have to be in like the dream scenario if you will uh Mm -hmm. would be for the lakers to convince memphis to take a three for one kcp demarcus cousins maybe taylor horton tucker and a second round (laughs) pick for andre iguodala Um, i guess taylor that's like the enticing piece then right right, yeah especially i don't know when he's gonna play he's he's in the same boat as coos where they both have both had that nagging stress reaction ever since uh the summer and i yeah, yeah i don't know what's going on there but i i do think he is a really exciting prospect i'm really excited to see him with the south bay lakers um assuming that's where he spends most of his time uh but yeah he's somebody they can absolutely throw mm-hmm. in a trade uh it's just like the players that are tradable don't exist unless you know rich paul gives a little nudge to contavious caldwell pope is like hey got to get you out of here as soon as possible yeah yeah and like at the start of the season i mean and this is basically the start of the season i i still think that the lakers need a player who has they need 2017 18 contavious caldwell pope like they need that guy who was a decent perimeter defender who made 38 percent of his threes and generally didn't right. suck too badly like that's the player that they need obviously he did not look close to that player against the Clippers he was also tasked with guarding Kawhi Leonard so that's a whole other thing but what I was actually more interested in like other than all this Rondo news that came out of practice the last few days the fact that they said Caruso was available to play really surprised me because the entire game all I kept thinking was this might be a nice Mm -hmm. chance to throw in Alex Caruso like this would be an opportunity like Quinn Cook just dribbled the ball out of bounds again or you know Troy Daniels took a 35 footer because he was afraid of taking another dribble Lou Williams keeps scoring. Like, maybe this would be a situation for Alex Caruso. And I was like, oh, he's probably just hurt. They don't want to put him in this situation. Yeah. But knowing that he was available and they still didn't play him. And now this news about, you know, Rondo playing 25 to 30 minutes. Like, 
does Caruso like have a spot in this rotation right now? Uh, yeah, probably not. And, and I think yeah. the most telling thing, and you can attribute this to Vogel trying out rotations out like around Anthony Davis and LeBron James in the preseason. But mm-hmm. the moment that Troy Daniels came off of the bench before Alex Caruso in the preseason um, worried me a little bit. It's just like, because that's even before Quinn Cook was healthy. So mm-hmm. if Quinn Cook and Troy Daniels are getting playing time before Alex Caruso, it's either because he shot really poorly in the preseason, which he did, mm-hmm. and is probably yeah. shot poor at practices too, mm-hmm. or there's just politics going on in the locker room in which like Caruso's the odd man out. Cook is boys with Braun from back in Cleveland. And honestly, Quinn Cook's like best friends with everybody. Like he is just universally beloved around this league, which, you know, more power to him. He seems like a very nice guy. Good for him. I didn't think that Daniels would have this edge, which just makes me think he must be shooting the lights out at practice. Yeah. And like I get he plays a different role than Caruso does. You know, he's a two. But like... Cook Daniels backcourt is a disaster. <laughs> yeah, I and I'd hope so because that's what they signed him for. But um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, very bad. And th- that's the thing about Alex Caruso. In theory, mm-hmm. I mean, again, when we're talking about Alex Caruso, we're talking about the player that mm-hmm. showed up the last fifteen games <coughs> of last season. Really, don't know what they have in him uh-huh. yet. Um, but what we do know and what he's shown throughout his entire career is that he can handle the ball some and can defend point guards and some shooting guards, which is great. That's literally all you need around LeBron James. Like point guards like that have thrived with LeBron James. And it's the reason Avery Bradley's looked semi-competent in in the regular season. So I, 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 I don't know why Alex Russo isn't getting more playing time. I hope that changes as the season goes on uh, because I think he, at his size and with his skill set, is somebody that you can plug in at the one and two, uh, whether it's next to Rajon Rondo and and or Quinn Cook, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. He's He's really is just somebody you can plug plug and play and, and roll with. Yeah, and I think the thing with Caruso is the reason you have to get him minutes now is because we know what the Lakers need. Like that... They just scored again. It's 4-2. Yep. Oh, well, if it's not the Dodgers, it's the Galaxy. And if it's not the Galaxy, oh, it man. is the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least LAFC is not like an eminently hateable team, you know? They are if you're if you're a Galaxy fan. I'll say that. I mean, right like, now. I I am yeah. a Galaxy fan. I don't, I don't feel the rivalry the same way I would, like, you know. Lakers-Celtics. Kings-Ducks right. or, you know. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, sorry. It's all good. I. It's a, just a little sports soccer break. Are sad. <laughs> sports Moral of the sad. story. Oh, man. It was funny because, like, when I was watching the World Series, uh, they kept bringing up that stat that, like, this is the first decade that the Yankees have missed the World yeah. Series. And, like, I mean, I, I empathize significantly with Yankees fans because that we, 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 have, we, we have made the finals since, like, they made the World <laughs> Series. So. Yeah, so, I get it. There's a certain expectation you have growing up a Laker fan, and it's hard to yeah. shake. And it starts with Alex Cruz. But anyway, <laughs> this Alex Cruz. <laughs> he is the guy who will lead us back to the promised land. No, but like, we know the Lakers need a ball handler. We know they need someone who can defend mm. point guards. That it might be Alex Cruz. It might not be. But like, we need to know right. now 
so that you're not relying on him later, or at least you know what you have in that roster spot, yeah. right? And, like, I mean, God, there were times yesterday where, like, or Tuesday where I was thinking this would be a – I would even like to see Zach Norvell out there. Yeah. But I think he was ruled out yeah, for the Yeah, he um, – and so. from what I saw in the game notes earlier today, they're not going to be available against the Jazz either, which I don't understand. The G League season doesn't start for a- – I, I thought he was just hurt, which mm. is why he wasn't available against the Clippers. I know Kostas was available, but, yeah. like, that – why would you need right. Kostas? Um, but, yeah, I mean, if we keep seeing this problem where, like, the Lakers just don't have anybody who can initiate from the guard spot, like, I wouldn't mind using some of Zach Norville's 45 days earlier right. in the year. Like, just just to see what you got, and I think you know? That's, prob- that's the most important thing with these first 20, 30 games with this roster is figuring out what you have and, and the holes you need to fill. Some of, the, some of that, so those questions can be answered now, like, Again, they need a big wing that can defend threes and a secondary creator. Um, unfortunately, that answer, those questions can't be answered right away. Uh, but some of the other questions on the roster, like who's the starting point guard? Um, you know, who's going to be the secondary playmaker when LeBron James isn't on the court? If it's not Rajon Rondo because of his defense, who is it going to be? Um, and I think you start answering those questions because... As you mentioned, if Alex Russo's not in the rotation, he's making $2.75 million next year. Uh, that's a tradable contract with Contavious Caldwell-Pope or DeMarcus Cousins' salary. Um, and I think eventually they're going to have to clear that glut at guard because uh, whether it's Troy Daniels, Quinn Cook, um, or Alex Caruso, somebody's going to get left out of that rotation. Um, and those are all guys that can contribute to other teams. So it's... Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And I think the all, all Lakers fans can hope is that everybody gets the chance to show that they belong in the team. Because the worst thing would be trading Alex Crusoe away and then having him thrive on another team. Because the Lakers just didn't see what they had in him. Yeah, it's almost like that hasn't happened before on this Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your, your dear adult son, Evita Zubac. <laughs> Taking it to JaVale. Taking it. Right. And- and I got to, it was so funny, our our dear friend, Anthony Irwin, who is in panic mode constantly, um, he, we were talking the night before, and I told him that I, I hope, because we go back and forth about Kyle Kuzma all the time. I'm very high on Kyle Kuzma as a prospect. I think we think about all the things players can't do well, uh, as opposed to what they do do well, like far too often. And I think that's especially true with Kyle Kuzma and his defense. But beside, aside from the point, I told Anthony that I hope he's just as right about Kuzma as he was about Zubats. And he said, let's revisit that Zubats comment after Tuesday's game. Tuesday's game comes around, shoots four for four from the field. <laughs> and I could not have, have been happier for somebody that, that wanted to see the Lakers win, of course. Um, and I got to ask him a question at Clippers Media Day, so... There was my closure. Yeah. That's the closure I needed. Yeah, Zoo's a sweetheart. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what you said. Like, the, the Lakers just need to do their due diligence, right? You can't just let players show that they can't do something and then not try to make solutions to those problems. Right. That doesn't make any sense. But, yeah. Um, okay, so the Lakers get Utah next, right? That they and do. Utah, formidable regular season team, I anticipate. Yeah. Uh, I do think this is a significantly better matchup than the Clippers. But I'm interested to hear your thoughts. So, <laughs> Yeah, 
your face is telling me otherwise. Yeah. So let's see. Why do we think that this is a bad matchup for the Lakers? I think any team right now <laughs> that is eight to ten players deep is a bad matchup for the Lakers. Um, <laughs> just because I'm not I'm not sold on this bench, uh, at least not until Kyle Kuzma comes back and, and Rondo's like integrated in the proper way, which is just to say only playing him with Anthony Davis. Um, until those lineups start getting smoothed out, and from what we saw on Tuesday, they're not quite yet. Um, I don't know. I I think the LeBron said this at practice on Thursday, but the worst thing that could have happened for the Lakers was Mike Conley going one for 10 in his Jazz debut because... One for 16. One for, oh, well, I gave him a little <laughs> too much credit there. Um <laughs> But yeah, I I expect him to have a pretty big night. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell's an absolute menace. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I joked in Slack earlier that the size discrepancy isn't as as bad as we thought originally because I think Donovan <laughs> Mitchell measured in at six one. Um, yeah. So I do think that Avery Bradley, his best strength as a defender is on ball defense. Right. So. Putting him on a like-sized guy like Mike Conley or Donovan Mitchell is about the best-case scenario you can hope yeah. for. So, um, so that that's one. I I don't love Danny Green having to guard players who are that much smaller mm-hmm. than him. Uh, but you know he's a smart enough defender where you put him on the other guy. Like I, I feel okay about the Lakers' chances there. Ingles I- guarding LeBron, <laughs> I love that matchup. Yeah, Boyan guarding Anthony Davis. Equally love that yeah. matchup. I understand they're probably going to switch Rudy, you know, to cover Davis a little bit more. But then Anthony just going to have to bring him out a little bit, you know. That front court matchup, like, we talked about this preseason, right? Like, this is this is where the Lakers excel, right? right? And, and my, they don't have, like, the, the Kawhi that's just going to, you know, be unguardable, <laughs> right? Yeah. They just don't have one of those guys. And even off their bench, they've got, like, what, Royce O'Neal, who's... Well, so Royce O'Neal actually started on... Uh, oh, he started, okay. Wednesday. Um, yeah, I was talking to Jacob about that yesterday, too, because I told mm-hmm. them um, that we had uh, Bojan and, and Ingles coming up, and he's like, oh, no, Ingles comes off the bench. I'm like, what? Ooh, okay. Um, but, yeah, that, so, but see, the thing, those three forwards that you just mentioned, even if they don't defend well, they shoot three-pointers well. Oh, and yeah. LeBron yeah. James, <laughs> if Tuesday was any sign of the type of defense he's going to play <laughs> on the perimeter throughout the season, uh, the Jazz might shoot like 62% from three. <laughs> Just those three forwards alone. Um, so yeah. I'm, that's why. I'm, I'm hesitant to say they're, they're going to win. Um, but I did. We do um, end of the week predictions at the end of our podcast. Uh, and I had the Lakers going three and zero up until next Wednesday, so I think they can pull it out. That's Utah, Charlotte, and no, it's Utah, Dallas. Charlotte is Sunday. Char- Charlotte is Sunday. Hold on. Oh well, yeah. I'm stupid. Uh, <laughs> God, what was I looking at? I I had Utah, Dallas, and then Memphis. I think maybe I just confused. Dallas with I don't know who um I don't know what schedule after Charlotte yeah, I don't know what schedule Charlotte's got an LA LA back to back they've got um the Clippers on Monday as well uh, yeah I don't know what schedule but, yeah who, I don't, I don't I'm, know what I'm very this dumb. Is riveting radio here yeah <laughs> yeah it is Memphis it is Memphis You're okay yeah. uh so yeah Char- Charlotte I'm I'm not too concerned about I think 
They I would hope they so. probably got okay. their one win of the season in their opener. Good for them. Do you think it's like that year when um, everyone thought that Philly and Phoenix were going to suck, and then Phoenix ended up winning forty eight <laughs> games? Man. Like they won their first game of the season. They're like, never again. Of course, this NBA season is Phoenix and Philly going to win on the yeah. same day, and Phoenix goes and wins forty eight games. That's so funny. Uh, probably not because they're probably very not, bad. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I feel I feel comfortable with those two matchups. Uh, mm-hmm. Utah. I'm very excited. Uh, to see Anthony Davis go up against an elite rim protector like Rudy Gobert because when he went up against DeAndre Jordan for like a second in China, mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't know like I think it's very easy to look at the games against the Golden State Warriors and say like Anthony Davis <laughs> murdered those guys twenty two points and a half and it's like yeah he was being guarded by Jacob Evans and Amari Spellman so mm-hmm. seeing him against go, seeing him go up against those bigger guys and especially with that post heavy offense that Frank Vogel's been running um, I wonder how much they're gonna go to it against Rudy Gobert I hope not too much uh, <laughs> and uh, so yeah. we'll see what happens um, they got a good team Jeff Green and Ed Davis is a pretty nice I'm not court. as worried about their bench as you seem to be like uh Manuel Moutier. He, had, he eh. had a good game on Wednesday. I was... Yeah, you know how bad the Thunder bench is? <laughs> okay, well, fair, fair they enough. They start all of their point guards. They start Paul, <laughs> Schroeder, and Shea. Yeah, which Shea, so literally, Shea looks great, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Good for him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think he's going to be in OKC longer than Paul George is in LA. Probably. Hot take for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Jeff Green, Ed Davis, and Joe Ingles is a pretty good bench. Uh, compared to the Lakers bench now. Don't know if it'll be two months from now when, mm-hmm. Lord willing, everybody's healthy. But, um, right. yeah, that depth depth is, is really big in the regular season. The Lakers don't have a lot. Are we expecting Rondo back for this game against Utah? I, I think so. Um, yeah. Vogel said, like, it all depends on how he feels tomorrow. But I th- Rajon Rondo's never been one to shy away from playing through, like, a little bit of pain. So... Uh, Unless his hand is like physically broken right. <laughs> as he does multiple times yeah. a year. Or so, uh, yeah, I think so. And uh, Kuz, I hope, I hope, hope, hope is back on Tuesday against Memphis. So, I do think Rondo will also make our centers look a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, um, just anybody. That's that's what. Uh, not to harp on the Caruso thing, but Caruso <laughs> and Dwight looked really good playing together in the preseason, and I was hoping to mm-hmm. see that in the regular season. That just didn't happen. So. Um, and JaVale didn't play the whole time. Um, Dwight made some nice reads. I am uh, pleasantly surprised with his decision-making on offense. Right. Like, it still sucks to watch him underneath the basket <laughs> make the conscious decision, like, I can't dunk this right now, so I have to do something else. But at least the other thing that he does is not disastrous. You know what I mean? Yeah. The key to Dwight being successful with the Lakers was just, like, rebounding and dunking the ball, which is what he's been limited to. Um, the moment he attempts a mid-range jumper, I think somebody taps him on the shoulder and reminds him his contract's non-guaranteed. Um, but yeah, right now I've, I've really liked what I've seen from the center rotation. I think it'll look even better when Kuz is back on the floor and you have him in AD at the four and five or Kuz LeBron in AD at the three, four, five. Um, I think that's going to work out great for the Lakers. Uh, but until then I am going to be nervous going into every game that isn't up against like a surefire lottery team yeah i mean at least like the the jazz don't have centers who can shoot you know yeah so 
that'll help a little bit for t- this upcoming game. Well, if they need one, they can trade a young center for Mike Muscala. <laughs> <laughs> He's so bad. He's like, yeah. I was watching that OKC Jazz game the other day, and even among like the detritus that composes the OKC bench, like Mike mm-hmm. Muscala stands out for his supreme suckiness. What is Nerlens Noel Noel still doing in OKC? He turned down so much yeah. money, <laughs> and he had an opportunity to leave. Like I forgot who else um, they were renegotiated the contract with. Where they committed, and they said in light of recent yeah, events, Alec Burks. Okay, yeah. right. Why didn't Noel do the same thing? Why is he still there? I don't. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I I would like Noel. Yeah. I, I too would like Noel. I'm surprised that I, connection wasn't made, considering who his agent is. But for two straight summers yeah. now, by the and way, it's not like he's making money elsewhere. We could have given him the same contract he's getting and substantial right. playing time. But who knows? Alas. Who knows what's going on in OKC? Chris Paul's probably going to be there for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. Well, on a on that delightful note of thinking about Chris Paul's suffering, uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> to the Silver Screen Roll podcast. <laughs> Make sure to subscribe to our network. We have shows about the Lakers every single day of the week. And hopefully by the next time you hear us, the Lakers will have won a game. Which is great because <laughs> uh, if they don't, Lord help Frank Bull. <laughs> All right. Have a nice weekend.